It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And a very good Sunday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Steven Strom here. A big Marlins rewind for you. Let's start here with Game 1. The Marlins fall to the Los Angeles Dodgers in Game 2 of this three-game set, 3-1. to one. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, it was a great start for the Marlins this afternoon and an extremely disappointing finish. Yuri Perez goes six innings, puts together his best major league start, did not walk anybody, struck out 10. Andrew Nardi pitched a perfect seventh, and David Robertson unfortunately coughed up three runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. Marlins were going to try to beat the Dodgers 1-0 today. Couldn't do it. Dodgers take game one of today's doubleheader by a final score of 3-1. to one. This is the 10th inning show with Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff and Kelly. We'll start with Yuri Perez. Uh, I mean, he, he was great today. Boy, just a disappointing finish. Marlins just couldn't hang on. But we'll start with Yuri. Your impressions of the young 20-year-old this afternoon. He was spectacular. I think that this is going to be the game that gets him back on track. Had a couple rough outings following being recalled. A little bit earlier this month, you know, gave up eight runs, but this one turned it around, really looked like the Yuri that we saw in the first half before he was shut down for health purposes, but he was spectacular. Really couldn't say enough good things about him. I love the way that he mixed his pitches. You had that perfect balance between the fastball and the slider. Both of those pitches he collected eight of his ten strikeouts on, mixed in the curve, collected a couple strikeouts on that as well, and found good spots for that changeup, which Mel Sotomayor Jr. wants and is encouraging him to use a little bit more as he's starting to gain the confidence in it. So it was just a spectacular outing for the young rookie. It's just such a disappointing loss. But as you said, Kyle, you're not going to beat a team like the Dodgers one nothing. Nope, and uh, they were unable to do so. And I mean, you, you said it as soon as it happened, Kelly. The one-out walk there in the bottom of the eighth inning to James Altman uh, from David Robertson really opened the floodgates for the Dodgers. You had the error by Bell, first and third. Dodgers sacrifice or a safety squeeze with uh, Austin Barnes there. Tried it the first time, got it down the second time, and it just kind of unraveled there in the bottom of the eighth inning. And Josh Bell was forced to hold the runner at first base in that situation, but the second that Barnes showed bunt, he was off running, did what he could, but you got to give credit where credit is due. Barnes placed the bunt perfectly. Bell tried to come up with a great play and said threw it away, which resulted in the air and eventually a couple more runs. So it's just... Everything really started to unravel for the Marlins there. It was really such a shame. But you also have to tip your cap to the Dodgers pitchers who were only able to hold the Marlins to five runs, and they held them hitless in the last five innings of the game. Yeah, Caleb Ferguson, Ryan Pepio, Ryan Yarbrough, and Evan Phillips combined to uh, allow just one run on five hits this afternoon. Dodgers win 3-1. to one. Thanks, Kelly. I'll see you in a couple of hours. All right, Kyle. See you then. All right, that's Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a listen to the highlights from game one of today's doubleheader. We were scoreless through three. Uh, Caleb Ferguson pitched the first inning for Los Angeles. Ryan Pepio came on, and he would actually toss five innings in this ball game. He would allow a run in the top of the fourth inning. After a one-out single by Jake Berger, Brian De La Cruz came to the plate. 
the top of the fourth inning. Marlins with four hits. Burgers at first. Here's a shot towards third. That is past Muncie. It's rolling down the left field line. I'm telling you, Berger can really run. Griffin Benedict is going to wave him. On the baseball is Hernandez. It gets by him. Scoring all the way from first is Jake Berger. It's a one-out RBI double for Brian De La Cruz here in the fourth inning. And the Marlins jump out to a 1-0 lead. Well, unfortunately, that was all in the way of run support for Yuri Perez this afternoon. Perez was rolling today, perfect in the first, two-out double in the third, perfect in the third, one-out single in the fourth. In the fifth inning, he struck out his eighth man. It was the leadoff guy, Chris Taylor, struck out the ninth batter of his afternoon, James Altman, and then he got Kike Hernandez fly out to left field. He was through five shutout this afternoon, and he had already matched a career high with nine strikeouts. He was looking for ten, and he would get it. In a one nothing game in the bottom of the sixth inning, nobody on base with two outs. Yuri Perez was facing Freddie Freeman. One and two, the count to Freddie Freeman. Out of the windup, Perez kicks and fires. And the pitch is swung on it, missed strike three. A new career high, 10 strikeouts for Yuri Perez, who's through six shutout innings here in Los Angeles this afternoon. Boy, is he fired up as he leaves the mound here at Dodger Stadium today. And Yuri Perez ended his day. Six innings, two hits, no runs, no walks, and ten strikeouts. Marlins led one nothing after six and a half. Andrew Nardi tossed a perfect seventh. Marlins unable to score in the eighth. It was one nothing Miami going to the bottom of the eighth inning. David Robertson came on for the Marlins. First man he faced was Chris Taylor, who flew out deep to the warning track in center field for out number one in the eighth inning. With one out, nobody on base. Robertson walked James Outman. Kike Hernandez followed with a single to left. Going first to third on the play was Outman. So the Dodgers had runners on the corners with one out in the bottom of the eighth inning. And Austin Barnes at the plate. The first pitch that he saw, he bunted foul. Would he do it again is the next question. And here's a bunt towards first. Here comes the runner. Bell's throw to the plate. Goes to the backstop. Now Hernandez goes to third. Disaster. And now the runner takes off towards second. Barnes will make it all the way to second base. Scoring on the play from third is Altman. It's a safety squeeze and an RBI. Making further mess of things is Bell with an error. It is one-to-one here in the bottom of the eighth inning. And now the Dodgers have the go-ahead man at third base with one out. They've got Barnes at second. And oh boy, how does David Robertson get out of this now? And unfortunately, he was unable to because the next man that he faced was Mookie Betts. Infield is in. Here is Mookie. Do they pitch to him? Yep. Line drive, center field, base hit. Dodgers take the lead. One run will score. Coming towards the plate is Barnes. Throw comes in. The catch is late. It is a two-run single for Mookie Betts here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Dodgers have scored three times, and they lead three to one. Robertson then would then get Will Smith to pop out to the shortstop, Joey Wendell. They intentionally walked Max Muncy. Ahmed Rosario then grounded out the first. Dodgers leave him loaded in the eighth inning, but they scored three runs on three hits. There was the error, and the Dodgers had a 3-1 lead going to the top of the ninth inning. Evan Phillips on, trying to convert his 19th save of the season, and that was a piece of cake. First pitch swing, and Jazz Chisholm fly ball center field for out number one. Jake Berger then grounded out the second base, and ending the ball game was Brian De La Cruz, who popped out to the second baseman, Ahmed Rosario, and the Dodgers take game one of today's doubleheader by a final score of 3-1. to one. Taking a look at those totals for Miami, a run, five hits, one error, five men left on base. For the Dodgers, three runs, five hits, and no errors, and five men left on base. Ryan Yarbrough.
Yarbrough, the winning pitcher, 6-5 and five this season. When the loser, David Robertson, he's 4-4. Four and four. Evan Phillips with his 19th save of the season. Started the ball game promptly at noon, finished it at 2.10. So total game time of 2 hours and 10 minutes in front of 40,895 in game one. Here at Dodger Stadium this afternoon. Nice day for baseball. Playing two today because of the hurricane that is oncoming towards Southern California. That is Hurricane Hillary expected to hit and make landfall as a tropical storm tomorrow night. With the loss, the Marlins are 64-60. and 60. With the victory, the Dodgers are 75-47. and 47. That sets up a rubber match for us at 9-10 Eastern time tonight. Braxton Garrett versus Julio Arias. On the mound for the Marlins today, they finished with 11 strikeouts, and that means that $275 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down a list of what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 3-1 loss to the Dodgers. Skip, you get that run in the fourth, but how precarious does a one nothing lead feel against a team like that? Yeah, second best offense in the major leagues. Uh, you're playing with fire with one run, but... You know, we really like our back-end bullpen, and um, what Yuri uh, did today was uh, pretty incredible, for, especially for a 20-year-old. Um, yeah, just that one stings. Is that the toughest part, not being able to capitalize on what Yuri was able to do for you today? Yeah, I mean, they, they, we didn't really get anything going either. It's not like we had traffic all day long. Um, you know, they pitched a really good game. Um, the bullpen did excellent. Spot start, well, kind of a spot start after the opener uh, did really well, and um, yeah, we just didn't get any anything going offensively, um, and you know, one nothing lead was, you know, again, it's you like the lead, but you know, with that offense over there, you know that uh, you would have liked to have added on. Didn't happen, um, and then we gave it up in the end. It's it's a tough one. With Robertson, was that just about playing the matchups that were due up in the eighth inning more than? Anything? Yeah, we we planned on uh, before the game that um, that he was going to get the, you know that part of the order, and we were going to have Scott at the top. Um, and it didn't matter if it was the 8th or the ninth. Uh, that's what it was going to uh, be. Uh, so if it, the 8th inning started at, you know, bets, then that, that would have been Scott, and then Robbie would have got the bottom of that order. Um, the, you know, the, the walk to, to Outman is probably what, um, you know, cost the most. It's tough to defend that um, safety squeeze as well with the guy on first base. Um, Barnes put down a perfect bunt, executed perfectly. Guy with speed on third base. Um, it's really tough to defend. And, uh, yeah, they capitalized. Since Tate's come over, just what have you seen that consistent compared to his time with the Mets? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, he's a veteran pitcher that, you know, we trust. And uh, we still put in, you know, pretty high leverage spots. And he's been the, you know, eighth and ninth inning now for us. Um, but, yeah, I think I think more than anything, probably the walks is what, he, you know, he probably talked to you about. And um, that's what's, uh, you know, usually those come back, you know, late in the game. And that the bunt play. I mean, he showed bunt. It just went foul. It seemed like you guys were still playing double play. Definitely, was there thought of bringing him in again? Because he's not known for being a hitting catcher. Bring I mean, who in? Uh, maybe the corners, because it looked like Bell was playing a bit back. Like, he had a ways to go for that. Uh, there's a guy in first, so Bell's definitely in. Um, and so, you, I mean, you vacate that. You know, Kiki's going to walk into second. Um, so it's a, it's a tough play to defend because you, you're holding a little bit. He's a little bit in front of the bag. Um, we knew that safety squeeze was... Part of the, his game, um, he executed it perfectly. I mean, there's it's a, it's a really tough play to defend when there's a guy on first base. With the line drive in, in the third inning, with Soler running on third, uh, with the Peralta throw to home plate, is that a situation where you would have liked to see Soler uh, just going back to the base and staying there, knowing that it could have been a shorter 
Um, no, no, he uh, he he probably tell you that he broke uh, first towards home, and then once you go first and go back to, and retreat, you don't really get the momentum to bounce back uh, off the base. Um, I thought Barnes actually made a really good play. I think that was probably the the, the best part of that play. Unfortunately for us, um, that it was a good pick and tag. Um, but yeah, his momentum was going home first off the bat. Then he retreated, touched uh, third, and, and went. And um, yeah, I still think he probably would have been out. But no, you t- you take your chance there. I was going to ask on that play because we don't have the overhead view. What, he wasn't. There wasn't any consideration to see if he was blocking the plate per se. Was he was not blocking the plate. Yeah. With Yuri, we know how dominant he was when he was first up. Is this the best that you've seen his stuff this year? Uh, he's pretty good the first half. You know, I. I, really good the first half, um, but against uh, an offense like this, maybe, yeah. Um, uh, I think the only time he's been really, you know, hit, I guess, was the, against the Braves offense. Um, but you know that that offense is is right there with the Braves offense, up and down the lineup. Uh, Eleven strikeouts, I think. Um, not too much hard contact. Uh, controlled the running game when there was guys on. He he was excellent today and. Um, you know, he does that, you know, we're, we're in a good spot. What was it in particular for him? I think the fastball command up top, he started throwing. Uh, he missed some uh, every now and then, uh, a little bit down uh, that they fouled off. But for the most part, up top um, is what got him. The changeup, I thought he threw a lot more and better uh, this time around. And, and the slider was good. So uh, he had all three pitches working uh, through some good curveballs as well. And I think that, you know, the more he uh, pitches now that he is back, the sharper he'll be. And we kind of talked that in pre, talked about that pregame that, um, you know, he's just on his way back. So I think you'll see more of that type of, of Yuri Perez uh, maybe in the first couple times when he uh, first came back. Okay, Yuri Perez, one of his best, if not the best start in his very young Marlins career. He goes six innings, punches out a career-high 10. Let's hear what Yuri had to say, translated by Louis Durante, after his outing. Yuri, do you feel like that's the best your pitches have played all season long? Yuri, do you think that's the best your pitches have played all season long? Yes, because we had a lot of in zona. Eh, no permitimos base por bola, eh, fueron pocos hits y fue un récord eh, de ponche. Eh, para mí fue uno de los mejores juegos, sí. Yeah, of course, you know, um, I was ahead on the count there, doing a lot of the uh, walks, very few big sits. Uh, I felt like uh, it was pretty much one of one of the best games uh, I had, including that the the, the 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 strikeout record. How much did a feel for your breaking pitches come back into play today? Sí, crees tú esa esa sensación que tenía con los pitchers quebrados, cómo jugó eso para el partido de Ah, increíble, increíble. Ya que lo, como te he dicho, lo estamos poniendo en práctica y hoy estaban saliendo demasiado bien. Eh, me sentía bien tirándolo. Eh, me ayudaron mucho en el juego de hoy y para mí, tú sabes, fue una de las partes más importantes del juego que los picheos estaban saliendo. Yeah, yeah, it's something that uh, we have been putting in practice a lot. The breaking ball pitches, uh, it was working well and. Uh, it actually helped a lot in the success of, of the, today's game that uh, all these pitches were working for me. Your first two games back, not as sharp. Did that surprise you? And also, do you feel like you're like completely back now? Sí, o sea, los primeros juegos no fueron muy buenos, pero o sea, ahorita te, 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 te sorprendió la, la, lo que hiciste o sientes ya que estás completamente de regreso. Sí, sí, eh, solo faltaba la práctica. Eh, 
siento, me siento súper bien, eh, siento que sí, que estoy de regreso y nada, como he dicho, hemos trabajado para esto y seguimos esforzándonos para seguir ganando. Yeah, like uh, like I said, we put in this on practice. Uh, I felt really good on the on, on that uh, game today. Uh, like I said, you just gotta continue uh, working hard and, and try to keep the game uh, uh, the team on the game. What do you feel like you learned or took from those first couple starts back? Sí, ¿qué crees tú que que aprendiste o te pudiste llevar de esas dos primeras aperturas que tuviste de esa salida no, aquí de regreso? Ah, como he dicho, eh, tratar de tirar el primer picheo detrás y mantenerme en la zona. Esas es, es las cosas que me van a ayudar a poder salir al siguiente inning y a, y a competir con los bateadores. Eso me ha ayudado mucho. Yeah, like I've been saying, uh, it's just about uh, getting that first uh, pitch for strikes, uh, staying on the zone. Uh, uh, those two things will gonna it's gonna help me always to go uh, to the next inning. Only seven changeups today. Was that the plan going in, or you were just feeding off the fastball slider today? Sí, o sea, nada más siete cambios el día de hoy. Esa era parte del plan, o simplemente estaba este, apoyando entre la recta y el, y el slider. Ah, uh, sí. Eh, el cambio, eh, como te he dicho, eh, estamos tratando de tirarlo, de seguir practicándolo. Eh, en algunos momentos no están saliendo y no estamos yendo por parte de la recta y el slider para no salirnos del conteo. Yeah, like uh, previously said, uh, it's, it's something that we, we're working on on that pitch specifically. Uh, when when that pitch is not working as well, well we we relate on the fastball and then the slider. No walks today. Uh, what was the key in not giving up any free passes against a team that's really good at drawing walks? Sí, o sea, no tuviste base por bola. ¿Cuál fue la clave para para lograr eso con un equipo tan 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 con una ofensiva tan fuerte, no? Eh, no, como he dicho, eh, tratar de tirar el primer picheo detrás. Eso fue lo que ayudó mucho también. Eh, agradecido con Dios que no permitió hacer por bola. Porque, como he dicho, con la base por bola viene en carrera. Eh, nos mantenemos en la zona, eh, tratando de hacer buenos picheos. Y eso fue lo, lo que pasó en el juego hoy. Yeah, again, it's the same, same strategy. Just going ahead first pitches, trying to stay in the zone. Uh, I'm very grateful. Thank God for that, uh, for, for not allowing uh, walks, because uh, commonly with the walks, you, you will have uh, runs. It, it's something that uh, comes along with the walks. So I'm very happy, you know, with, with the outing today. Early season, you got to face Trout and Otani. You know, obviously they have some MVP guys over there. Is that something you like to see how you match up against them, see how your stuff plays? Does it make you more excited and amped up? Sí, o sea, al principio del año te, te enfrentaste con Otani, con... con Contrao también, del otro lado de, de aquí de, del Clujado tienes varios MVP ¿no? con el cual te enfrentaste hoy. Este, eso es algo que, 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 que te, te gusta, tienes satisfacción al ver que te estás enfrentando a ese tipo de nivel y, y aún así este, teniendo éxito. Sí, sí, cuando veo bateadores como eso, trato de, de concentrarme un poquito más, de trabajarlo más. Y nada, me pongo alegre ya que son bateadores que tienen mucho, mucha experiencia y más que lo estoy sacando de out, estoy haciendo un buen trabajo, me, me siento muy orgulloso de mí. Yeah, of course, you know, I concentrate a little extra when I have a, a hitter like that on the, on the plate. Um, and I feel a lot of joy when uh, I get them out. It's something that is, I, I feel very proud of myself and, and things that I've been doing. Okay, let's examine game two of this doubleheader. Same score, Marlins fall to the Dodgers 3-1. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, after walloping the Dodgers 11-3 in game one of this series last night, the Dodgers bounce back to win the series by sweeping today's doubleheader by a final score of 3-1 in the day cap and the night cap. This is the 10th inning show with Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff and Kelly. 
Marlins had their chances. They brought the tying man to the plate there in the top of the ninth inning. Uh, unfortunately, Mookie Betts simply too much for the Marlins here in game two of this series after a 3-1 to victory in game one for the Dodgers today. Mookie Betts going deep twice. He hit his 33rd and 34th homers of the season, and the Dodgers win the nightcap by a final score of 3-1. to Your thoughts after this one? First and foremost, oh, job well done by Braxton Garrett against a very strong L.A. Dodgers lineup. Both him and Eudi Perez going back to game one. They did exactly what you need them to do as starters. Give your team the chance to win. What the Marlins couldn't do is get going offensively. You saw all their offense in game one and then all of a sudden not able to get things done. Now they had chances in several, several times in this game, including there early in the third after getting Fortes and Birdie on. First two hitters not able to capitalize. That was the top of your order. Again in the seventh, Berger, a three-hit night. He looked fantastic. He gets on to lead off the seventh, but once again, Marlins not able to capitalize after Avi Garcia nearly misses a game-tying home run. He doubles off the wall. Fortes then flies out, and then, of course, in the ninth, the Marlins were, were getting things done, hustling down the line, getting, you know, staying out of the double play. Right when you thought that ball was going to sneak past Kike Hernandez there at third base, he ends up coming up with a fantastic play, and the Marlins just not able to capitalize. So as it currently stands, Marlins losing both ends of the doubleheader today. They are a half-game spot out of a wild card now. One half game back of both the Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds who are tied for that third and final wild card spot uh, in the National League. It's going to be interesting, Kelly. There's really no telling. This is going to be weird for the Marlins in this regard, especially this time during the season. You're in the dog days of summer, but you want to kind of keep grinding. Marlins play doubleheader today. Totally unexpected in Los Angeles, obviously, but there's a hurricane coming. They're going to be off tomorrow. There's no telling if they play Monday. They don't play Monday. They're going to play two on Tuesday, play on Wednesday, off day Thursday. I guess you hope at some point they kind of settle back uh, into a little bit of a routine. That's not an excuse. Just saying at this juncture of the season in August, it's odd to have all these off days and just feels like they're playing sporadically. Routine is something that these guys day in and day out, that's what they live off of. That's the, the, the name of the game when it comes to, to baseball. It's that marathon, and you hear Luis Arias talk about it every time. You never want to stray away from that routine. It will be very interesting if they're not able to get that game in on Monday. I guess it's going to depend on the conditions of the field following Sunday's hurricane from uh, Hillary. That is so. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it. I mean, they've been throwing a lot of wrenches in, in the in the mix here in the second half, and it's all happening against very very tough teams too. As if this schedule wasn't tough enough, now you got potentially two double headers in a span of four days. All right, Kelly. Well, uh, let's get down to San Diego safely. We'll try to enjoy the off day that'll be rain-soaked tomorrow, and hopefully we'll be back at it together on Monday night against the Padres. Looking forward to it, Kyle. That's Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a listen to the highlights from Game 2 of today's doubleheader. The Marlins were off and running early with nobody on base and two outs in the top of the first inning. Josh Bell came to the plate facing Julio Arias. The coaches. 1-0 pitch. It's a high drive. Hit deep. Left center field. This thing is tattooed. Josh Bell with a homer, his 17th of the season. It's 1-0 Miami here in the first. So the Marlins had a 1-0 lead. They would carry that 1-0 lead into the bottom of the second inning, but the Dodgers would tie it courtesy of Kike Hernandez. There was a runner on base with two outs. 
Here's the pitch to Hernandez. He swings and he hits it on the line into right field. Sinking fast. It's a base hit. And it's a two-out RBI for Kike Hernandez. It makes it one-to-one -one here in the bottom of the second inning. The Dodgers tied it at one in the second. Unfortunately, there would be no offensive support for the Marlins in this ballgame tonight. And in the third, Mookie Betts delivered what would ultimately result in the deciding blow in this ballgame this evening. Spent his first four seasons in Boston, who drafted him in the fifth round back in 2011. Here's a swing and a drive. This is it high and deep. Left field. If it's fair, it's gone. It's a bomb for Betts. His 33rd of the season. And it's 2-1 to Los Angeles here at the bottom of the third. So Garrett coughed up number 33 to Betts in the third. Number 34 came in the fifth with nobody on base and two outs. And they won game one. Here's a swing and a drive hit deep left field. And Mookie's gone deep twice. He's done so in back-to-back -back at bats. It is now for Mookie Betts. His 34th home run of the season. The Dodgers lead 3-1. It was 3-1 Los Angeles after five. That's how this one would finish tonight. For Braxton Garrett, he went six innings, turned into quality start. Three runs all earned, five hits, no walks, and six strikeouts. Julio Arias, seven innings, one run, five hits, no walks, and five strikeouts for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Marlins did bring the tying or the, the go-ahead run to the plate in the top of the seventh inning. The tying run was at second base. Marlins had second and third with two outs for Nick Fortes, but he flew out to Chris Taylor in left field. And they would bring the tying man to the plate in the eighth inning with one out, but a rise in Bell flew out and struck out. And with runners at second and third base with a full count, in the top of the ninth inning tonight, Bruce Dar Gratterall attempting a sixth save of the season for the Dodgers with Jesus Sanchez, the pinch hitter at the plate. Sanchez hit a weak little dribbler to the left side. On the backhand, Kike Hernandez came up firing across his body and off balance the first. He got Sanchez by just a whisker, and the Dodgers sweep the Marlins in today's doubleheader. They win both games by a final score of 3-1. to one. For the Marlins in game two tonight, a run, eight hits, no errors, seven men left on base. They had a run on five hits, an error, and five men left on base in game one. And for the Dodgers in game two, three runs, five hits, and no errors, and two men left on base. They had three runs, five hits, and no errors in game one earlier this afternoon. Julio Arias now 11-6 this season with a victory. Braxton Garrett, the loser, he falls a 7-4. Bruce Dark Grotterall with his sixth save of the season for the Dodgers. Played tonight's game in two hours and five minutes. Played game one in two hours and ten minutes. Total time of the game, two hours and five minutes here in game two in front of a sold-out crowd of 52,688 here at Dodger Stadium tonight. With the victory, the Dodgers are now 76-47, and 47, 29 games over 500. Marlins with a setback are 64-61, and 61, now one half game out of a wild-card spot in the National League. On the mound for the Marlins tonight, they punched out eight. That means $200 will be donated to the Miami Marlins Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be pledged to the AutoNation Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down the list of what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 3-1 loss to the Dodgers. Uh, Skip, you know, the home run from Josh Bell, some hard contact, but overall what made Urias so tough today? Well, his changeup was really effective. Um, kept us off balance, 95, kind of cut right at the top of the zone. Good pitcher, threw all his pitches for strikes. Uh, we just couldn't get a hit with runners in scoring position. Um, so that was kind of the, you know, two runs in, you know, the 18 innings or whatever it is. Uh, it's tough to win. 
uh, for Brax other than maybe that matchup with Mookie Betts overall a competitive outing for him tonight? We didn't know if Brax was going to go today, honestly. Um, so he fell in BP uh, yesterday, and um, the reason why we had Hoeing and Soriano down because it might have been a bullpen game today. Um, he was checked out and um, and recovered and manned up, honestly, and stepped up for us because we didn't know what we were going to do. And the fact that he did that, provided six innings, um, three runs, a uh, couple home runs to Mookie, says a lot about you know him and his uh, maturity and, um, and what he means to our team and what he meant to that clubhouse. So what he did today was really impressive. Mookie had an unbelievable day. The difference may be in both games. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. If the, I don't think the league has figured it out in the last, you know, whatever many years he's been in the league. Um, he's a special player. Uh, can play all over the place uh, on the field, leading off, hitting 33 home runs now or whatever it is. Um, he's a tough out, righty lefty. Um, took Tanner Scott lined out, 93 mile hour slider that he, you know, hit 100 and something miles an hour at third. Um, you know, we, there's not m- many holes for, for Mookie, and you have to be very careful. And um, when you, you know, miss in the middle of the plate, you know, he, he makes you pay, and, uh, and he did that tonight. Okay. So both games were competitive, but you lose both. At this point, you're fighting for wins. It's pretty tight, the race. Uh, how, how bad a day is this? Uh, yeah, you don't want to come in losing both uh, games in a doubleheader, uh, especially the way we lost that first one, kind of stung. Um, proud of the guys, how they came back. We just didn't score enough runs. Um, and, and they're pitching you know, with that offense over there, um, and you know we, we had to match them. And um, our, our our pitching did a really really good job uh, this whole series. Um, we just couldn't get any runs. So yeah, there's not too many like moral victories at this point in the season. But I will say that um, I'm proud of the, these guys fight, and uh, that is that's one thing that they have in that clubhouse. They don't ever stop or quit, and they fight. And uh, and it does suck when you lose. Um, but but uh, there's a lot of games left, and we're still still in the mix. Was there any consideration to go to Sanchi earlier in the ninth, or was that always kind of where you wanted him to? Uh, where, where would you want that? Maybe like with Yuli, someone who's kind of successful, almost a double play ball. Just yeah, kind of- uh, no, there wasn't any any uh, thought there. We kind of circled uh, the Forteza bat if it, it got there. Uh, with right, we wanted runners in scoring position. Um, Gratterall's tough. He's on the ground a lot. Doesn't strike out a lot of guys, but he's on the ground a lot. Um, but we did feel like the, the lefty matchup was, was better. Um, obviously, it's not an easy matchup no matter who, who he's uh, facing. But um, we'd like, you know, the, the Sanchez at bat if it got there. And um, guys on second, third, uh, that's all you can ask for at that point. Kiki made a great play. Um, and, you know, we didn't come through. What about the pregame? But no delay cruise against the lefty. Was that just an off day for him? Yeah, I mean, you got to give guys a bat. Um, we feel, if, you know, if Avi gets going, you know, he's a really good, really good, powerful bat. He had some nice at bats today. Um, felt like with Soler and Avi in the outfield, having a guy in center field that could roam around and have uh, some good speed and some make up some ground and, and jazz, uh, just in case there's some fly balls that Brax, you know, does throw out there every now and then. Um, we needed to cover that part of the outfield, and uh, so. And Jazz has been swinging pretty good, so that was that was kind of the, the thought. Someone had to sit. I mean, you're not going to throw everybody out there for 18 innings, um, and so that that was the thought there. With Abby, obviously, he's had a rough season when, on, every, on every sense, but how encouraging is to see him have a game like this when meaning that could be the beginning of a good stretch? Yeah, I hope so. It'd be great if he got going um, because that's a, it's a big bat in the middle of the order that 
uh, you know, we, we could definitely use. And he's good in the outfield, too. So um, he's just – it's been a frustrating year because he's been hurt. Um, and getting back and getting his timing back, not only in the outfield, but uh, at the plate. I mean, every the baseball's timing, and um, it just takes a while. And we haven't been giving him consistent at-bats, you know, because we're at the point of the season where we got to go. And we can't, we can't, you know, sit around and wait. But, you know, he does like that, and you can force yourself into the lineup too. Um, and you got to play the hot hand and um, hit, you know, some really nice at-bats. We have a couple lefties potentially uh, headed into San Diego, so uh, we'll, we'll see where we're at. Yeah, Sori was excellent tonight. Maybe the, some of the best stuff he's had all year, um, and uh, so that's good to see. Kind of, you know, put him in softer spots, softer landings. Uh, you know, earlier in the year, but right now, you know, we're going to throw him right in the fire. Um, he's one of the righties that are getting guys out. And, um, and, you know, he's, he doesn't scare. You know, there's a lot of guys in that bullpen that don't scare. And um, you know, so we put him in a lot of different situations, and he's come through. So um, you know, it's, it's a very interesting arm, especially with that slider. Um, there's not many sliders like that in the league. Uh, and he's got a really good changeup to get lefties out. So um, it's a very interesting arm that we're going to use down the stretch. The momentum maybe change a little bit in the top of the third. Yeah, the first two men on, top of the order up, and that one could sort of advance the run. Yeah, there. we had the right guys up, no doubt. Um, that's what makes that pitcher good. Uh, you know, he has a really good cutter that got in on, on Soli, uh, got up top on, on Arias. Um, he probably wants one of those pitches back, you know, maybe ball four. Um, but, you know, I, I take Arias up there any day of the week um, and uh, missing uh, uh, Bell. Um, and, you know, Bell hit one nine miles the first at bat. Um, so, yeah, you want those guys up with scoring, in scoring position every single time. And, um, yeah, we might have missed an opportunity there, no doubt. Him, Bell, and Burgers sort of like surprised you even as how best case scenario this, these two additions have been? Yeah, you know, I knew Bell throughout the years that, you know, in the Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, watching and coaching him against him for a number of years that this guy's a real bat. Uh, power potential. I didn't know anything about Berger. I'll be honest with you. Until you know, there was talks of maybe acquiring him, and then you watch it, um, and you don't know until you see it live. But uh, man, that's a that's a real bat. Um, loud contact takes good at bats. It's not just like swing and, and hope he hits it. Smart kid. His brain works. Um, and you know, there's not too many dumb big leaguers that get you know like good dumb there's, there's no such thing uh and he's the guy that um that you know his his mind works and what i'm saying about that is like the game planning and everything it's it, it's all clicks with him he wants the information he's got like that growth mindset and um it's just fun to watch him grow and the defensive side has been a uh, awesome to watch as well of, um attacking balls and uh so yeah it's 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 been a pleasure to to watch him all of them I, our pitching was excellent it really was i mean we got uh, you know we couldn't close out the game earlier uh today but i mean if you're holding the dodgers to six runs and 18 innings you feel really good about that um so happens their pitching's pretty good too um so that's uh but we had guys on and you know for five i think in with runners in scoring position uh, the right guys up we just couldn't cash in all right, we're right back at it on Monday, hopefully, with all this Hurricane Hillary stuff. We had to leave Los Angeles to head down to San Diego Saturday night, obviously playing that doubleheader. We're off Sunday uh, today, of course, but hopefully we're back on Monday. It's a scheduled 941st pitch back in Miami, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 910. As always, we hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.